Welcome to the Technori Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. Today's show is sponsored by Active Campaign. See why 65,000 businesses use Active Campaign for their marketing by signing up at activecampaign.com slash technori. Get your first two months for free. Today's guest, Liet Rothschild, the founder of Packed with Purpose. Uh, I guess one of the things that I should probably start this off is I, I use this as an opportunity to find out what I should gift not only the team, but also, uh, well, my lovely wife at home and all of you fine listeners uh, to try to figure out what is the right gift. And then the other kind of important question for those of you who are entrepreneurs, how do you decide, one, how much money to spend on your corporate gifting, two, should you even do it, and three, what do you get people? I have no idea. I'm not. I'm, I'm a terrible gift buyer for my own family, let alone anyone who I work. I don't know what people are doing. I have no idea. But what I do know is that a lot of companies, like five years ago, I would say, uh, were, were, were spending a ton of money on just swag. And there's a bunch of companies. In fact, some of the people who've been on the show, my good buddy John Roa, sold his company to Salesforce, and he was in product promotion. And that was a thing because you could just simply acquire a user base, sell as many products as you can, and then find a way to make the products cheaper. And there was a nice little margin and bottom line that would be carved out, and it's great for everybody. The problem is that a lot of that stuff ends up in the trash, or it ends up on somebody's desk, or it just ends up being some random bottle sitting somewhere. And there's a lot of people who have started to push back on this. Salesforce has been a a great example of a company that listened to their customers and realized we should spend more money on things that are behind our mission, which is to say uh, we spend money to help support local communities. We spend money on recycled goods. We make sure that we don't leave a nasty plastic footprint. And this is a trend that is growing rapidly. Packed with Purpose is a company that's capitalizing on that. And I think a lot of people out there really should recognize that when you give a gift, particularly a holiday gift for all of your, you know, whether it's sponsors or partners or customers, clients, uh, team members, this is a great opportunity for you to say something about yourself, not just throw some random stuff on the table and hope that they, you know, call you back or share a pen with someone so they know. Technori.com. Yes, I would love you to go to Technori.com. You should all be doing that anyway. That's probably where you got the show. But I would much rather that you come in and you go, oh, I did this thing. I met this person. I was with Scott. He did a really nice gesture. He gave us a gift. We really appreciated it. And people start to remember you because every time they've done anything with you, they've had a great experience. And that is what the future of gifting is all about. It's taking opportunity to actually say, I know who you are and I appreciate you. And this is what I think uh, you should know about us and use that opportunity to actually do something. I say this all the time, use the space. That's something we don't do enough. Um, and obviously, uh, Liat goes into the entire uh, sort of world of this that she came from before this company and now with this company. Um, and also, I should say, if you enjoy this show, and I think I mentioned it in the show, but we've had him on the show before, uh, Percent Pledge founder Joel Pollack, not the same company, but again, in the same sort of like be purposeful and give back in a way that actually makes sense uh, and give people the opportunity to invest in things they care about. Uh, you can listen to that podcast as well as this podcast. By following Technori on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever it is you get your podcasts, even Stitcher. You can go to Stitcher and do this. Uh, But at any rate, I also want to make sure that I give a quick shout out to a good friend, also someone who's been on the show, Jake Marmelstein. Groundbreaker uh, team raised $2 million. uh, The round was led by Andrew Bloom, whose family is behind the Rivers Casino, Walton Street Capital, Marquis Chicago Properties. Uh, It's a big deal, and that company is, is potentially doing some really big things. So... Without any further ado, 
I would like to introduce you to Liat Rothschild, the founder of Pact with Purpose. So I, I think there's like no better. We're transitioning right into it, the name because I think it's it's an interesting kind of conversation topic because most people I think don't pay attention to real details. They're like an autopilot like half the time. And so when we we've had a couple of different companies on the show that I think are, I guess what the best way to put this, they, they do a fantastic job of making you understand why we do things packed with purpose, right? Like the whole, the whole idea here. And you see this all the time with the advertisements and the, you know, go to my GoFundMe page and go to this and that. And we have gotten to a point um, where we don't read the details as evidenced by our president elect. Um, but we don't, we, we like literally just like, oh, donate. Yeah, sure. And they just click on it and go. And we don't really know what we're even contributing to. And yeah. like we had percent pledge on here as an example. And, mm-hmm. and it was like, I get it. Like I understand the concept, but what is the thing that's going to really make us like understand this better? And he was like, you're used to having everyone say, well, donate to a charity of your choosing. And it doesn't, it almost doesn't mean anything anymore. So it's now it's like, oh, we'll literally like pair you with the different charities and things that you want to get involved in and start getting back to the roots of we do things with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I think it's doesn't really make sense for the average person listening to the show, but uh, I thought it was, it's a good entrance point into this because I, I think we don't pay attention to like the small details. Your name is not Fiat. Right. It's Liat. There's not no yet. F. Right. It's Fiat like in, in Italy. Yeah. Um, I'd love to learn more about the company in general. And then I'd love to go back and, and go to, maybe it goes back to Italy. I'm not even sure. Uh, where you started to recognize there was an opportunity both to do good, but then also that there's a business opportunity here. Sure. So Packed with Purpose, it's we're a gifting company with a social mission. So we focus on corporate gifts and personal gifts where all of the products in our gift boxes do good. As we like to say, they create an impact. So the, um, the story of how I actually started the business was in a previous job, I was consulting to chief sustainability officers, basically helping these, uh, these individuals figure out how to invest their CSR or their corporate social responsibility dollars, oftentimes millions of dollars into doing good and into also furthering their company's bottom line. And so it was a typical Chicago, you know, cold winter day and our office was riddled with holiday gifts. So pears, baskets of fruit, cookies, brownies, etc. And it just struck me that all of these gifts were um, pretty forgettable and lackluster and I couldn't really differentiate, right, and couldn't really differentiate one from the other, nor recall, you know, who gave us what. And it just dawned on me that here we were helping companies do good with hundreds of millions of dollars and yet there was no real way to thank your clients or vendors with you know a gift that truly demonstrated your desire to do good and your desire to have the same mission um, or to have the same values as as your company it's funny that you bring this up because there's there's sort of two little anecdotal stories Um, both are kind of near and dear because they were sponsors or partners which is probably how I came to this information I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to but I have it nonetheless so here we go um, I was talking to some folks at Chase and then also B of A who, who sponsor us and what I learned about the corporate giving and investing in nonprofit stuff and the foundation stuff so Chase has what billion dollar plus foundation that they spend annually and I had always thought that it was sort of like, by committee that they would look at all of the different things that were that they wanted to be involved in that fit their brand but also fit like the the people whose money they were investing and i i had always wondered with wealthy individuals why they would choose to donate certain things that like from afar i was sort of like 
I don't I didn't even know you were involved in in this sort of thing. And I came to learn that actually Chase doesn't or any bank really. They don't actually necessarily invest in anything directly from the invest like from the people's money. They're not like, "Hey, Joe, you know, can we put this money where where do you want us to invest?" The the, the investor people that they actually just tell the banks basically just like make it go away in a way that's tax favorable. And then they just sort of give the money in the certain relationships they have, which again goes back to sort of this like, okay, we did good, which is great, but like, did it represent the good that the, the intention was there? Like, does that, yeah. you know, line up? And so that's one area that I, I want to talk more about is just sort of the intent. And then the other thing that is much more germane to like your actual business and product side is we have done a bunch of stuff with Salesforce. And they are very well known for their swag bags. They give incredible swag at every event you go to. And a few years ago, I remember watching like, I mean, it was, I don't even know, it was crazy stuff that they were giving away. And we went to Dreamforce and the next time that we went to one of their events, everything was sustainable. Everything was either bamboo or recycled this or that or the other thing. And in fact, the premise behind almost all of their events were held in sort of like environmentally friendly places. And they, they sort of realize that, like, as a company, as an individual in Chicago, we may only give away this much stuff. But as a company, we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on a bunch of stuff that people, by and large, leave behind, and it leaves a tremendous footprint. And so if we're a company saying we want to do good and we want to be environmentally friendly, what does it say about us if we end up giving away a bunch of plastic that just ends up in a dump? And so companies are not only finding that this helps them be a better, you know, leave a less of a footprint, but it also is more on, on point with their brand. And it's actually a tool that helps recruit to hire people who also think you back up your words. Absolutely. And I would say to that example, you know, we are working with companies who are using our gifts in such a wide range of, of uses. So we've got some clients that use our gifts for their employee onboarding, yep. you know, specifically what you were saying, where they really want to inc- uh, recruit young talent, you know, whether it's millennials or otherwise, and they want to make sure that they know that they're coming to a company that has purpose front and center. And so as opposed to giving them, you know, a typical tote and water bottle and something else that has their logo on it, they are giving a packed with purpose gift where you've got a branded tote that's made from recycled um, cotton. You've got coffee that's produced by adults with disabilities. A Patagonia vest with my venture capital (laughs) tags on it. Um, And you've got all, you know, a wide range of products that can make someone feel proud that they're joining the company because each one of those products has a story. And so the, um, basically the message that that company is telling their employees is you're joining a company that has purpose front and center and not only are we welcoming you to us as a brand but we're sharing our values through the actual products that we're giving you um so what what are what do you think well i guess i should say what are most companies spending on this sort of thing because i feel like there's this like it's kind of an up and down i have a couple friends who have worked in sort of the corporate marketing you know corporate promotional swag type stuff and there was this like everybody had the little plastic hook for the back of your phone and then there was everyone had a charger and then everyone had a water bottle and now it's, you know, tote bags and backpacks and so forth. And it sort of goes through this like kind of up and down phase. What do you see as like the most common things being given? What are some of the things that you used to see being given all the time that now like are sort of like a no-no? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, are com- what should companies that are listening to this show think 
of next to give away? What makes sense for them? Yeah, well, so the first thing I'd say is, you know, at Packed With Purpose, we do offer a number of items that can be branded like notebooks and tumblers and um, pens, but really the, the majority of our business is focused on gifts. Yep. So it might include, you know, coffee and granola and brownies and other items where there's nothing being branded. Yep. Um, and so what we're seeing is companies are the companies that are doing it smart, they're not necessarily thinking about what product can I put in the hands of my customers that has my logo, but they're taking a huge step back and they're saying, what kind of experience do I want to create and what is the business outcome I want to produce? So are you providing um, gifts as uh, a hotel drop to you know 200, 200 conference goers? Are you giving gifts to your speakers? Are you providing employees new gifts? Are you sending a few hundred gifts to prospects with the idea that your sales force is then calling on all those prospects to share a little bit more about your product and services so that you can even convert those prospects into qualified leads and then into customers. So I would say that, you know, the companies that we're working with, they're taking a big step back and they're not saying, what products can I put a logo on and send to employees, clients, prospects, etc. It's what is the outcome I'm trying to produce? And for many of them, it is an engaging experience with whoever the recipient is. And oftentimes it's, well, how do I share my values or my mission in the gift that I want to send? So you obviously have a lot of experience in, coming from this background, knowing like what people are doing and how they want to gift and what the purpose is. Um, I think it's funny and interesting that you, you bring up experience as a key word here. Uh, this may seem sort of like tangential to a listener, but if you kind of follow the line here, um, we talk a lot on the show about different companies like Blockbuster and um, and Toys R Us and others, and I'd Sears, but that's a different story, that have disappeared. And a lot of it have to do with the fact that they misunderstood the experience that they were providing customers. They just sort of were like took for granted that you'd come to this big box store and you'd just pick out stuff and go on your merry way. And what they missed was is that about five or six years ago, there was like a hard turn towards creating memorable experiences and that me leaving cards and pens all over the, the world with you know Technori logos while it might be cool for me, uh, no one cares. And no one notices. I don't remember the last time someone loaned me a pen. Someone loaned you a pen just on the way in today. Did you happen to look and see if WGN was on it? That's, no. It, it, I, I don't look. And yeah. the reality is, what I remember about this and your experience is that someone was kind enough to get you a pen. It wasn't that it was a branded pen. And I think that the really smart companies are starting to recognize that word will travel far faster by having you come here and have a pleasant experience and tell people, yeah, you know, I did this and it was really nice. Everyone was wonderful. They gave me this and this and this. Not you handing out pens on my behalf. And the other thing that I think is kind of interesting, I'd love you to t talk more about, is the, the decision process that goes in behind the scenes in the past versus the future mm -hmm. uh, with gifting. Because I remember, you know, traveling around with my father who was in manufacturing, in my, you know, as a child. And we would travel, you know, I've said this story many times, so I'll spare the audience, but like we travel all over the country and I was in these board meetings and listening to all these people, meeting these CEOs and I was like five years old and the gifts and the things that everyone received during Christmas time was really just whatever the CEO's favorite thing of the, of the time was. So if he was a big fan or she was a big fan of, you know, this type of pen or this type of wine, guess what? Everybody gets it. And now there's entire departments that are designated to spend this money in a thoughtful manner. And the ROI is no longer how many impressions did we get. It's how many people left here with like a good opinion of us. Mm -hmm. where, where in the thought process do you think things are now compared to the past? 
and then talk more about your own from your own company standpoint how you guys help people uh, navigate this sort of field. Absolutely. Well, one one thing I'll just say is thinking about um, it's no longer about a transaction. So, you know, you talking about wanting to have a real memorable experience. I'll just give an anecdote. Um, one of our clients is a global background checking company, and they use our gifts as a prospecting tool. So we're really a marketing tool for them so that they can get prospects that might need to use their background um, checking services for all of their new employees. And they have just done such a great job of changing the sales cycle into a really meaningful experience and they've done that because they use our gifts where we put together a gift that all of the products in some way shape or form help produce jobs or they provide um, workforce development opportunities to individuals with barriers to employment or they've provided job training to women who might have been living on the streets or were survivors of abuse so there's a real story of impact all around job training and getting people into the workforce and they share that message in in their gift card that goes to, let's call it, a few hundred HR directors. So if you imagine an HR director is always getting bombarded with, you know, I'm a background checking company or I'll provide you with XYZ payroll or benefit solutions. And I'll imagine you get a gift where the entire story is around doing good and there's, you know, a visual artful booklet that basically showcases the people who you've impacted. So not only are they seeing such a great experience on behalf of the recipients, All of those people are taking the salesperson's phone call and saying, you know, this looks really interesting. Just so you know, our contract isn't over until, you know, six months down the line. Reach back out to me then. Would love to speak with you. Or actually, I'm not the right person to contact. You should be talking to X, Y, Z, other person. And the salespeople that are making those calls are that much more engaged because they feel proud about, you know, the gift that they've, you know, the gift otherwise known as a marketing tool to get to, you know, convert their prospects to clients. So in that sense, it's such a different experience where the intention is front and center and our client communicates that with the gift and their gift message and the recipient has a whole nother different feeling. You bring up another like kind of a a gigantic thing that is sort of going on right now. We had um, Matt Strauss from Solve just in last week and, and sort of, you know, as an off the side here, his company, helps those in sort of underrepresented, under, you know, supported areas find jobs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I feel like as CEOs and as business operators, we were always looking at the bottom line. This is a stupid analogy, but I was just watching uh, Christmas Vacation uh, with Chevy Chase, and they're talking about that we're we're, uh, Bill Murray's brother, I forget his his name, is on the show and he plays the CEO. And at the end of it, he doesn't give Clark Griswold a, a bonus. And it's like, of all the things to do, you you shaft the people who work the hardest for you without giving them a bonus. We always sort of look to what is the path of least resistance? And if you made just one small adjustment in what you're – like the, the outcome is going to stay the same. We're going to make one small adjustment. Instead of buying a 1,000 tchotchkes from China, I'm going to pay $0.05 cents per item more. And I'm going to have it here locally in Chicago, made by people who live on the south side of Chicago who previously had no job, or they you know, had a, a you know, background check, was a prison background, or there was something that was not good. We gave them an opportunity. Not only is that great for everyone in the area, but it's also a fantastic storyline for you and everyone that you, that you work with. And I, I think that we, I, I like to see more of these companies out there like yours. I'm hoping that we can start changing the dialogue away from just like, yes, this is something you should do and you could do, but it really is something you you can do. It's viable. 
absolutely. And I would say that's already happening, right? Yeah. So as a business, we've grown. We we officially launched in 2017. We've grown 2x since launch, and we now have you know well over a thousand different corporate clients. And I see that happening because we get so many new inbound requests where companies, you know, who we haven't necessarily gone out to proselytize, you know, why sending gifts that do good is better than just sending a basket of pears or cookies. But all of those companies are com coming to us with the desire to actually use their gifts to communicate who they are. And they recognize that whether they're sending five gifts or 5,000 gifts, it's a representation of who they are as a business and that they can make a choice. Whatever their gifting budget is or their procurement budget for gifts, they can use that to also make a difference. And as you said, it's such a great opportunity to showcase who you are, yep. whether it's, you know, tying into the CEO's message, whether it's sharing your company values, or it's just saying, we appreciate you as a client and we're dedicated to giving back to our community. Here's a small, you know, something that we <coughs> want to share to say thank you to you that also helps Chicago communities or U.S. communities because most of our purveyors, that's the affectionate term, purposeful purveyors is the affectionate term we give to our product suppliers. And so the majority of our purveyors are sourced, are from the U.S. Yeah. So the impact is, you know, in Chicago and Detroit and L.A. and New York and businesses <coughs> all around the country want to create an impact in their own backyards. And just to be clear, you can send cookies and booze to me still. <laughs> just want to be. I just want to put that out there. Um, no, but the the kind of the interesting thing here is uh, a couple of years ago. How long have you guys been been in business now? So we've been in business for almost for almost three years. We soft launched in 2016, fully launched in 2017. <clears throat> so when you launch this, I'm gonna. I think I'm trying to think of the timeline. I, I think that lines up with about when some of the companies you knew were getting pushed back on being kind of irresponsible with their gifting and like what they were doing. But I have to imagine you still had, I mean, you've got probably a great network of people that you could start your business with, but imagine you had to do a little bit of calling and explaining the difference and why and the value prop and so forth. But I have to think like 2019, 2020 and forward, you're going to have a lot of inbound of people who are like, yeah, so we kind of just like realized how wasteful we were and we're looking for an alternative. And if you are a person who has a background in this, which I think this is a complete sidebar of this interview, but the founders and CEOs of a lot of the companies we have on the show, we always talk about the the importance that they come from out of that industry. So like insurance and healthcare, it's very, very important that they came from the industry because mm -hmm. of all of the weird nuances. For other things that are more disruptive, it usually is better that you were not in the industry because they can flat out like look at it from a different angle. This is one of those kind of industries where if you don't have a very unique understanding of why companies do this and that the money is not just a throwaway, it's very hard to relate. There cannot be that many people running companies like yours that understand why you're doing this. I think that's accurate. And I mean, quite frankly... I think there's a lot of, let's call them enlightened individuals who yes. are in charge of gifting budgets at companies where they themselves are very conscious of how they use their wallets to make purchases themselves. And so they might be driving those decisions or you have CEOs that are asking their executive assistants or marketing managers to look at alternatives to whatever they've usually gifted in yep. the past because they you know, have had this light bulb go off saying, well, why don't we find a minority owned business or woman owned business or just a gift that actually has the byproduct of doing good. Um, so I think that we are seeing that. But, you know, as times continue to change, that's going to become more of the norm where you're expecting, uh, you know, a double bottom line from whatever you're purchasing for your business, whether it's office supplies, whether it's gifts or whether it's some other service. I think it's, it's interesting because I wouldn't even have thought of this, but there is actually 
a very unique outcome potentially uh, for the actual buyer. When I say buyer, I don't mean the company. I mean the person literally who called. It's a, it's an opportunity to shine, which I think never existed before where like it's just a task. It was just an errand that someone bestowed upon me that I probably did not want and I did not need to do. Now it's an opportunity for you to be creative and show off to all the people in your company. Like, listen, I get our messaging. Not even that. I get our customers. You're totally right. And honestly, for our customers, whoever it might be, whether it's the office manager, executive assistant, marketing manager, it is their opportunity to raise their hand and say, guys, I have a better solution to our client gifts this year than anything we've done in the past. And thankfully, in the few years we've been in business, we've seen such a high reorder rate because their customers or clients are calling them, sending emails, and just saying, this was amazing. You know, we had such a great experience. Or uh, one um, one of our clients sent us an email that they got from their client that said, I just walked into the office, and all of my employees were standing around the kitchen table, ooing and aahing and talking about how they give back, and I had no idea what had spurred this. So I wanted to th- say thank you for the gift, because you really created a moment for my employees to talk about giving back to the community. So you're totally right that the person that is actually sharing packed with purpose internally it's a great opportunity for them to think outside of the box and to also connect the dots to say we're a company where our values and our mission is first so let's actually give a gift that aligns with who we are it's um sort of a random observation but i have we've spent some time talking about the good and, and all of the and even the bad part of this like where people maybe went astray before um, and it's linked to like environmentally or it's, you know, not on mission or whatever the case. One of the things that I have noticed in seeing it less, but still seeing a lot of it, uh, are companies that flat out do not understand their customer. And I don't even know if they understand themselves. And it's like, I've met, like I'll give you an example they won't name the people, but uh, a very large company that headquarters in Chicago, the CEO does not golf. None of the people that I'm familiar with at the leadership team golf, um, most of the customers if they of the company, if they do golf, it's random. It's not that that's like a thing that's known or there's any sort of correlation. And yet they gave out like really shitty golf balls just to everybody. That was the thing. We just like it was, I'm like getting orders of golf balls. I'm like, I do golf. I don't use these golf balls, so I gave them to somebody else. But I literally was like, what why why do I have like what <laughs> It says a really bad thing, I think. It's not even about uh, corporate irresponsibility. It literally says, I'm not listening. Right. And, you know, I would say something that we pride ourselves on is also helping to educate our customers or prospects. So there's absolutely a large percentage of our customers, they come to us because they know they want to send a better gift, a gift that really um, leaves a positive impression on the recipient, a gift that does good, etc. But we also have a lot of prospects where they're just thinking of an alternative to a basket of cookies or pears or whatever they've said in the past. And so for us, it's an opportunity to educate them on why sending what you've always sent or sending something that you personally enjoy, but that isn't reflective of your company or isn't something that your customers are going to enjoy is probably not the smartest decision. So it's a great opportunity for us to be able to help our clients do even better than what they've done in the so past. So I, I always try to get the uh, the guests of the show to sort of walk us through the experience. And given the fact that it is the holiday season uh, and we have not figured out any gifts or swag to send, I think it's a great exercise to show people exactly what this is like. If you, if you can, I would love to go through with you 
What should Technori give to anybody, including the people in this room? Absolutely. Well, the first thing I would ask you is, what's your budget? You do not have to answer this. I'll so answer. We, it's we, not we, much. Okay. Well, we can go through the hypothetical. So really, the first thing to think about is, what's your budget? Because depending on your budget, you'll be able to start to narrow down the gifts. Um, and the next question is, are you sending a gift to a group of people or to one person? If you're sending it to a group, then you might want to do some kind of um, holiday shareable. So you've got a bunch of consumable products where all of the products do good. Brownies that are made by individuals with barriers to employment, chocolate covered espresso beans that are made by women in Denver where they might be survivors of abuse or survivors of addiction. So there's a wonderful story within each product, but it can be enjoyed by a group. If you're sending it to one person, you, know, you might want to choose a gift that's more individualized. So it might include a mug, cocoa, and marshmallows, or it could be cocktail glasses, depending on you know your mood and who you. That think would definitely your be the CEO pick. Right, like, right. So we I'm have more executive gifts. <laughs> so there's definitely a decision tree, and I think it starts with budget. So let's say we were gonna let's let let's look at like a typical startup, which usually, uh, just speaking as venture investor people, this is not. If you're a startup right now. Uh, I think that you should invest in giving back and giving things to people and start. It's, it's a big part of culture, but let's not go crazy and spend all of the money that you just took from one of the local VCs and spend it on a give back, unless it's to the VC, in which case <laughs> I hope that they would not like that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that if you are a company, so in our case, I would give away internally some gifts. They would be unique, not a huge team. we got a team of, in our case, it's three, but let's just say it's 15. You've got a small kind of startup company. And then we have an audience, and so I'm going to either do it as a straight to everyone or to like our VIP audience, people who are known followers on social who are you know, contributors to our success. Let's say our budget is $50,000 is how much money we have to spend. We're going to have 15 gifts to people who are very important parts of our team. Um, so that's going to be more of an exclusive thing. And then the community at large is made up roughly uh, 60, 40, 60 male, 40 female, tech-enabled, um, but very, very conscientious of mission and of, you know, green things being uh, mm-hmm. green, mostly millennial and thereabout. So if, as a starting point there, what do you think? My first question would be to you, if I called you and said, I have no idea what I want to give away. Um, should I try to make an educated guess on what I think they would like? Or should I, in, in this case, like headphones, like I, I know these people would like, li- or should I be looking more along the lines of a variety of things that can go out? that would align more with what I believe their values to be? Um, So I think you can approach it both ways, to be honest. And what I would say is, and this is true for everyone, generally client gifts or partner gifts becomes a to-do on your list. And December gets very busy. And so what we want to do is minimize the friction so that it's easy for you. So even hearing you talk it out loud, I would say you probably have two or three gifts and you might have different tiers in terms of value. And I don't think you're going to be picking 50 different gifts for each of the recipients unless you decided to quit your job and have that be your full-time job. (laughs) So what I would say is (laughs) we would probably select three or four different gifts that would fit the different tiers where one of them might be a woodbound journal where for each journal that is purchased they um, are focused on reforestation and they plant a tree along with a bamboo tumbler so something that might go along with the headphones and the tech enabled individuals then you might have a typical shareable gift that you would ship to an office and then we would basically chip down through the various um, recipients three or four kinds and we would have, have different tiers what should i get my sponsors 
I right? would say it's a tough question. Well, I think your sponsors there, you're probably thinking a person, but it's really a team. Yep. And so I think a holiday shareable, like a scrumptious shareables, tasty temptations, or sweet thanks signature. Those are all great gifts from the Packed With Purpose website. Those would be all great gifts that you'd be sending. Probably many of those sponsors are Chicago-based. They are. So we've got a great gift called Chicago Gourmet Goodness. It has a number of purveyors that are from Chicago, which means all of the impact happens here in our city. So that might include cookies made from um, made by adults with disabilities out at Lamb's Farm. It will include these delicious, healthier treats made by T-Squares, which employs... Oh, individuals um, on the south side really focused on job training in underserved communities so each one of those products not only is going to be delicious but it's really going to be a story and for a company that's focused on the startup scene the tech scene in chicago i think you can't go wrong with that and my coo my wife what do i get my wife any ideas from from one person to another with a kid and, and the family, what would you? That has to be like an internal thing, right? Like we, you you can't separate what you do for a living and then go home. Like I imagine your gifts are pretty thoughtful. They, well, they they must be. I think I would, they are. I would hope so. so um, for your wife, I feel like um, being the mom of three young kids and knowing that you've got a yep. six month old, I think that something that's all about pampering is the way to go because. There's no way she's tired, even if she's amazing. I just heard her say yes. I mean, so, she said spa, um, spa day spa, at Waldorf. Right. Like. Spa-like serenity is a, one of the gifts that we offer, or anything along those lines. We've got these cozy cashmere-like socks with a wonderful um, candle and a few other items that really focus on just kicking back, relaxing, and feeling pampered. Well, you just won her over. <laughs> um, so I want to kind of end on the, the final piece of this being, how do you scale this and get it get it everywhere? Um, obviously you, you guys are doing a fantastic job already growing really quickly. What is, you know, this is one of those things, like I mentioned before, it does evolve. People sort of go in trend, out of trend. And, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I, as a person who deals with a lot of decisions, we, we tend to get to this point of like an inflection point of like, I'm willing to do this and sacrifice and make these things so long as it's not like a pain in my butt. So like, how do you make sure that people stay engaged in this and continue to, enhance the story so that when I call on people and say, you know, we're sourcing things from locally grown, blah, 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 that that doesn't become like, yeah, 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 everybody does that. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Well, for us, for Packed With Purpose, scaling is really going to be focusing on technology. So as you said, you know, whoever it is that's making the purchase, you want it to be easy. Yep. You might want to talk to someone. You might want to chat with them on the computer. You might want to just upload your order form, get confirmation that your gifts are shipping in two days, get the tracking links, and know that everything is all set. So for us, it's an investment in the tech platform to make that easy from a user experience and then something we haven't talked about which we don't need to bore your listeners with but obviously um internally then there's the entire receiving the order management the inventory and the logistics behind it so for us i would say it's the tech component and really it's bringing those stories making that front and center because sure we can talk about how delicious the brownies are and the cookies and how wonderful the journal is but honestly the experience isn't necessarily in the taster um just the tactile nature of the products but it's you know we include a, a a really beautiful artful booklet in each one of our gift boxes and that showcases the stories behind our purveyors and so what ends up happening is your recipient 
might really enjoy all the products, but the thing that really wins them over and what makes them pick up the phone to say, Scott, this was amazing. Thank you so much for sending this gift is that you have now educated them and exposed them to all of these fantastic organizations, some of which are really near and dear to their heart that you had no idea that they had a brother who was autistic, that they have um, a family member who has disabilities, that their mother was a survivor of abuse. So suddenly there's all these stories that come to life and it becomes a really authentic opportunity for them to share with you. And obviously that's how you grow the relationship, whether it's a sponsor of yours, whether it's a company that's sending it to their employees. It's just like organic growth of a relationship because you um, you sent a gift that was you know purposeful in a, di- in a different way. You'd be surprised that uh, talking about logistics would not be the least boring <laughs> thing that you know. We, we've Depen- gotten, it depends who you are. It, this, this show has had plenty of storylines where you're just like, all right, uh, I'm going to have to move on from this. Yours, at least, ends with potentially a sweet treat. There you go. So it can never be that boring. Uh, where do people go to actually find out more about this and, and, and use Packed With Purpose? Sure. So you would go to our website, www.packedwithpurpose.com packedwithpurpose.gifts. All right. So that's G-I-F-T-S. And you can browse all of our gifts online. If you're just ordering a handful, someone could do that directly on the website. But if you're sending a few um, dozen or hundred, you would just go to the gift concierge page and one of the members of our team would help you. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much. Of course. If you have any questions you want me to take a stab at, DM me on Instagram at Technori or at Katoon. To invest in featured startups or apply to pitch on the Startup Showcase live on WGN Radio, go to technori.com. Boom, that's a wrap.